Hi friends, this is JFET. Whether you're around the corner or across the world, welcome to The Daily Walk. I want you to take a moment today to pause in Jesus and see what new thing could take place in your life. At the end of this podcast, you can download our app, Boulder Church, or visit us online at boulder.church to connect. And remember, we would love to hear from you as we prepare for our messages every Saturday morning on The Daily Walk. Good morning. It is Wednesday, November 7. Welcome to Daily Walk. I am Becky de Oliveira. And I'm Japheth de Oliveira. Let's uh, pray for today. Heavenly Father, just want to thank you for the middle of the week. I want to thank you for everything that's happened so far and all that's going to go ahead and for today as well. And as we read this passage, Romans 15 again, reflecting on, on what it's actually calling us to as it comes to the culmination and, and uh, the call that Paul is saying about our mission and our understanding of what we're called to, we ask for clarity in that. We ask this in Jesus' name, amen. Oh, no, 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 the oh, no. The New no. Testament for everyone, Romans 15, is the longest one. Oh, it is? Yes. No. It might just be the way the pages are. No, it's not. No, it's like three, four pages. What? No. Yeah. Oh no, it's two. No. Sorry, it's I was two. I was looking. Yeah. I'll stop complaining. <laughs> okay. okay. I know. Here I go. The first okay, subtitle <laughs> is Unity, modeled by the Messiah, encouraged by Scripture. We, the strong ones, should bear with the frailty of the quote weak and not please ourselves. Each one of us should please our neighbor for his or her good to build them up. The Messiah, you see, did not please himself. Instead, as the Bible says, the reproaches of those who reproached you are fallen on me. Whatever was written ahead of time, you see, was written for us to learn from, so that through patience and through the encouragement of the Bible, we might have hope. May the God of patience and encouragement grant you to come to a common mind among yourselves in accordance with the Messiah, Jesus, so that with one mind and one mouth, you may glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus, the Messiah." Second subtitle, United Praise Under the Messiah's Universal Rule. Welcome one another, therefore, as the Messiah has welcomed you to God's glory. Let me tell you why. The Messiah became a servant of this circumcised people in order to demonstrate the truthfulness of God, that is, to confirm the promises of the, to the patriarchs, and to bring the nations to praise God for His mercy. As the Bible says, that is why I will praise you among the nations, and will sing to your name. And again it says, Rejoice, you nations, with his people. And again, Praise the Lord, all nations, and let all the peoples sing his praise. And Isaiah says once more, There shall be the root of Jesse, the one who rises up to rule the nations. The nations shall hope in him. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing, so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Subtitle, Coming to Rome at Last. When I think of you, my dear family, I myself am thoroughly convinced that you are full of goodness, filled with all knowledge, and well able to give one another instruction. But I have written to you very boldly at some points, calling things to your mind through the grace which God has given me, to enable me to be a minister of King Jesus for the nations, working in the priestly service of God's good news, so that the offering of the nations may be acceptable, sanctified in the Holy Spirit." This is the glad confidence I have in King Jesus and in God's own presence. Far be it from me, you see, to speak about anything except what the Messiah has accomplished through me for the obedience of the nations in word and deed, in the power of signs and wonders, in the power of God's Spirit. I have completed announcing the good news of the Messiah from Jerusalem round as far as Illyricum. My driving ambition has been to announce the good news in places where the Messiah has not been named— so that I can avoid building on anyone else's foundation. Instead, as the Bible says, people who haven't been told about him will see, 
people who hadn't heard will understand. That's why I have faced so many obstacles to stop me coming to you. But now, finding myself with no more room in these regions, I have a great longing to come to you now, at last after so many years, and so to make my way to Spain. You see, I'm hoping to see you as I pass through, and to be sent on my way there by you, once I have been refreshed by you for a while. Subtitle Aid for Jerusalem. Now, though, I am going to Jerusalem to render service to God's people there. Macedonia and Achaia, you see, have happily decided to enter into partnership with the poor believers in Jerusalem. They were eager to do this, and indeed they owe them a debt. If the nations have shared in the Jews' spiritual blessings, it is right and proper that they should minister to their earthly needs. So when I have completed this and tied up all the loose ends, I will come via you to Spain. And I know that when I come to you, I shall come with the full blessing of the Messiah. I urge you, my dear family, through our Lord Jesus the Messiah, and through the love of the Spirit, fight the battle for me in your prayers to God on my behalf, so that I may be rescued from the unbelievers in Judea, and so that my service for Jerusalem may be welcomed gladly by God's people. If this happens, I will come to you in joy, through the will of God, and be refreshed by being with you. May the God of peace be with you all. Amen. Amen. All right. Good. All right. So here's our question for today. And uh, we are on uh, Wednesday, uh, Romans 15. Paul claims the Bible brings hope. Uh, How do we suffocate the hope out of the Bible? And how do we unleash the hope in the Bible? And I say suffocate the the hope in the Bible because I think that we can make the Bible oppressive. And I think uh, unleash the hope in the Bible because I think we can actually reveal kind of the beauty of in the Bible as well. Do you think people mostly suffocate the hope out of the Bible for themselves or for other people? Oh, that's a good question. Or is it yeah. something they do simultaneously? Huh. Um, like, do you think well, that sometimes people no. maybe suffocate it for other people because they don't feel hopeful themselves and don't think they're deserving of having hope? Uh, I think that that can be. I think that can be sometimes uh, those who who live more in a kind of a legalistic mind, maybe. Um, but I think that uh, I think that people don't actually enter into the Bible because somebody else has suffocated it first for them. Yes. Yeah. Well, I think I think about this. I was just talking to someone um, in class. It was it was an interesting conversation. Mm. It was not to do with the Bible, but to do with something similar, math. Mm. That is okay. Oh, this yeah, is yeah. a person who, when he began his undergraduate degree. He had to take the most remedial math class there is. Mm-hmm. It was a class that explained like the plus and minus signs kind oh, of wow. thing. Now this person went on to get a degree in math, but that was where he started coming yeah, out of the military yeah, yeah. at the age of twenty three. Yeah. So obviously has a talent for yeah. math, but didn't know that. Yeah. Because he was not taught it properly in school and was, yeah. you know, the way that a lot of people are. And I think there are a lot of disciplines where. You know, people manage to strangle whatever joy there is out of them. So I the Bible is one of them. Math is one. Science is one. There are yeah. a lot of things that we make them not fun and we make them miserable and we kind of punish people through them. And I don't really know why we do that exactly. I think, I think that's, I think that's true. I think there's also a, a point when you're introduced to something that you may not have been receptive to it, mm-hmm. um, and and so that makes it suffocating as well. So yeah, you receiver. can learn it at a different point. You know, it's in like your the, life. the story of the parable of the sower that throws a seed out. So the seed's all yeah. good and it lands on stony ground, and so you're not receptive to it. And so then you think, oh well, you know, I'm not, I'm not open to that. So you, you suffocated uh, the Bible out at that point. Yeah, because I think this guy would also say that in high school he just wasn't very motivated. 
motivated and focused wasn't interested on it and, stuff. and, yeah, and, and so just there's, didn't care. There's so. multiple layers inside there. And I think that the honesty is what I'm, I guess, what I'm kind of driving at inside the question is that if we're honest about the Bible, do we, do we give it a fair, a fair go? And, um, and I've, I've challenged people on this that, you know, if they feel like God's character is not revealed or they don't feel like they're really discovering who Jesus Christ is, have they really given the Bible a, Well, and a fair, here's the problem. This is how we chance. suffocate the hope out of it. Because instead of telling people, hey, you know what? If you're looking for a way to live your life better, you might find guidance in the Bible. No, we don't do that. We tell them oh. what they'll find in the Bible. Oh. The Bible will tell you that you will do these things. Yes. You know, you will become a vegan. You will give up your clubbing. You will, whatever it is, you know, that you think is is in the Bible. Instead of letting people figure out the meaning of their own life and letting the Bible inform that and trusting people I think the discovery to is figure very that out. Yes. I think because the thing that you yeah. discover for yourself is yours and you own it and you yeah. appreciate it. But the thing that really is imposed good. on yeah. you from somebody else who tells you you have to be this way. Yeah. Never appreciate it. So I don't know why anybody bothers. It's a waste of time and, you and know, energy. Actually, you know, in some ways, uh, that's actually what Paul is kind of saying when he talks about it. And we mentioned this earlier in the week when he mentions this in verse 5, where he says, May the God of patience and encouragement uh, grant you... Uh, Grant you to come to a common mind amongst yourselves in the course of the Messiah. And, uh, uh, sorry, it's the one before, patience through encouragement in the Bible brings you hope. Mm. So he's saying that there is this patience and there is this encouragement, and both of those things are found in the Bible, and they bring you hope. Yes. So he sees that is the, as the, the source of hope is inside the Bible, and his Bible was the First Testament, mm-hmm. which is something we often discard as well because we say it's the Old Testament, the First Testament is kind of out of touch, and, uh, and yet he's like, I found, I found the gospel inside there. Yeah, and I think that you can find hope if you go looking for hope and don't listen to what other people tell you yeah. about yeah. what is in there or what isn't. I think that that's actually important. I think using your imagination, I think uh, spending time with it and uh, trying to discover it for yourself is very important. So maybe looking for some creative ways to study it. And uh, you can do that actually at our website at bold.church forward slash Bible um, and look at that as well. But our time is up for now. So uh, explore that, look after each other. Let me repeat the question one more time. Um, Paul claims the Bible brings hope. How do we suffocate hope out of the Bible and how do we unleash the hope in the Bible? Uh, explore that with your friends today and look after each other live love and we'll connect tomorrow hey thanks again for listening to the daily walk podcast today hey if you remember if you have any questions reach out to us online at boulder.church and if you can help support us please feel free to give online at boulder.church forward slash give until next time look after each other and live love Thank you.